Hello and welcome to the Addicts Anonymous podcast. I'm your host, Jamar. Today's episode 234, and we're going to be interviewing Rachel. How are you doing, Rachel? I'm good, thank you. I'm doing okay. Great to hear that. So, you excited to do this? Yeah. All right, let's get started here. Tell me about your childhood and growing up. Growing up was quite traumatic. Um, I suffered some like sexual abuse in my childhood. Um, there was alcoholism growing up as well, so it was quite just traumatic and noisy, and there was just a lot going on for me. If you don't mind me asking, what happened with the abuse? Who was it? Um, it was my older brother. Your older brother? Yeah. Was it physical abuse? Um, it was sexual, so it was touching, things like that. Okay. Did anyone ever find out about it? I spoke up when I was about, I think it was about 11 or 12. Um, I spoke up about it, um, but he wasn't charged or anything because there was like a mistake that the police and stuff had made. Um, so it just didn't go anywhere after that. So nothing ever happened? No. That's terrible. That sucks. Yeah. How did that make you feel? Just really... I don't think I took it in as much when I was that age, but I started taking it in as I got older, and it just made me really bitter, um, just made, made me a really angry, resentful person. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm -hmm. So how was, did you go to school growing up? Um, yeah, I was always in school. Um, I went to primary, and then I went to high school, and I stayed right through. Um, I didn't really kind of like school. Um, I preferred to be doing things that I enjoyed rather than being forced to do things that I didn't enjoy. Yeah, that's the hard part about being in school growing up. I always say that, yeah. that we don't do that enough. We don't identify what people like. Because if uh -huh. you find out what someone likes growing up, there's a good chance they might be good at it when they get older. Yeah. And you can kind of grow that for them. You get good grades? Average. They weren't too bad, but they weren't the worst. You have a lot of friends growing up? Um, I would say so. I just kind of was in and out of friendships. I was Sometimes I would fall out with people. Sometimes I'd make back up with people. Um, I had a kind of good friendship growing up, and then that just kind of faded out, and... I made friends as I went to high school and I kind of stuck with them. But we kind of moved about quite a bit, so it was quite... I stopped talking to certain people when I moved and then I moved away and I would stop talking to certain people, so I just kind of moved about a lot. Why were you moving a lot? I, I wouldn't say too much, but we did stay in one house for, like, years and then me and my family moved to South Lanarkshire. Um, and then we came back, we're from Ayrshire, so we moved away to South Lanarkshire and then we stayed there for four years. And then we came back and then I've moved a few times as well in between. Was there a reason for it? I think it was just one of my parents wanted to move to South Lanarkshire to be near family at the time. And then they kind of had a falling out, so then moved away. 
back into what they knew again. So it was just like in and out of things. Yeah. Sounds tough. Yeah. How did moving around so much affect you? It's just like I had just settled in a place and then it was like, oh, you're coming back to this. And obviously coming back to Ayrshire, there was obviously a chance. Obviously that's where my brother that abused me lived. So I was just kind of like, I can't, I can't go to these places because I might see them sort of thing. That must be scary. Yeah. So um, what did you do once you graduated high school? Well, actually, um, what, what was the first time you ever used anything? When when was the first? I should ask that. When was the first time you ever used drugs or alcohol? Um, so it was. I kind of. I didn't drink drink when I was like growing up, but I had like a couple in the house, just kind of low, low percentage stuff. Really, I wasn't really, I wasn't really a drinker because I'd watched someone in my family kind of lose themselves to drink so I didn't really I think through that I just kind of took a step back and I just wasn't interested um, and then it was 2019 um, when me and my family had moved back to Ayrshire I just kind of I think all my life I, I felt something like a hole in myself and it's like I found it very hard to fill um, and I've tried to fill it with different things like moving and just kind of moving about and friends and stuff and nothing would fill it. And I, I thought there was something mentally wrong with me. Um, so I, I went through loads and loads of therapy. Um, and I still couldn't, even though I had diagnosis, I still couldn't find out what was quite wrong with me. Um, and I think it was March 2019, I took cocaine. Um, and the buzz that I got off that, I was like, oh my God, I have never felt this before. It was just such a high that I had got that I had never, I'd never felt it off life. Um, and it was so different and I went back to it continually and I still didn't think there was anything wrong I just kind of full force went in and I what just drug thought was it? People... I, I didn't hear you, what drug cocaine. was it? Cocaine okay. it was cocaine, yeah um, that was the was first thing cocaine. you ever used? yep wow, it's a heavy drug to start off with yeah, I just started off with that and that was my, my go-to I just kept using that constantly and how old were you when you first used? I was 19 and I turned 20 in the August of 2019. Okay. Yeah, that's what you said before. So, stupid question, I guess. You liked it the first time you used it? How did it feel? It just gave me a buzz and I hadn't ever, fe I hadn't ever felt this buzz off life. And it was like, I can't even explain it. You'll know if you've took it, you know what it's like. It's just... Yeah, no, I've done. You don't game. care about anything, and you're just so up here, and it's just a buzz that I've never felt so happy. Yeah, I know it's a it's a, a tense release of dopamine in our brains that happens when we do cocaine. Yeah. So, did you? Who was the first person to introduce you to it? It was someone I'd been friends with a long time. Um. We had a kind of good friendship growing up, and um, and then as soon as it hit active addiction, it was just it was just really bad. Um, he used me for drugs, and in turn, I used him for drugs, and he would use me to pay off his tick bills, and 
it was just back and forth quite a lot. Um, I done a lot for that person, um, and I just don't have them in my life today because I think having a friendship based off addiction just won't work. You'll keep falling into that, and time and time again, when I relapsed quite a lot, I would go back and keep going into addiction, and it was with the same person. Yeah. So what did you do once you graduated high school? Um, once I left, um, I kind of got a job about a year later, I would say, um, and it was in the caring industry. Um, the what so industry? That, the caring industry. So it was, um, it was like I went to the person's house and looked after them. Okay. Um, the lady was disabled. I did that for a couple of months. Um, and then one of my family members got ill, so... I cared for them for a while. Um, 2019 is when I moved. I got a job, I think it was the July 2019, um, in the caring industry again. It was going into houses. Um, I did that for a while. So I've kind of always worked with, I've either worked in care homes or I've done care in people's houses. Yeah. So how often did you use? I used like every day that I could. I remember one week there was just five days where I was constantly using. Um, there was just a lot of times where I would use like most of that week, I would use like five, six days out of seven. It was just constantly, I needed this to keep me going. And it must be expensive also. Oh, it was, yeah. How did you get the money to pay for it? Just, it was just through work. Um, I did borrow quite a lot of a family member, um, which I can I've still do my men's to for that. Um, but I just kind of borrowed off everyone. Um, I was always owing money, or it was always always went over my tick bill, and it was just unmanageable, really. Yeah. So. Once you started, you know, getting your life going after high school, how bad was your drug abuse? What What was your worst point? Well, I had finished high school for about two years um, when I went into active addiction. Um, so I just kind of, after high school, I didn't really... I didn't really do much. Um, and then I got back in a job for a couple of months. And then I stopped that and I moved back to Ayrshire. And then I just started active addiction. So tell me more about your drug abuse. Um, I would use most weeks. I would use maybe like, as I say, five, six days a week. Um, and I still didn't see a problem with that. Um, I was borrowing, borrowing money off lots of people and my family. And I was still... It still wasn't clicking. There was anything wrong. I remember I went to like um, it's like a mental health nurse or something like that. I'd went to, um, and they were like, "Oh, cocaine can do this." Um, it would like exasperate any mental health issues that I had. Um, and I was still kind of kind of in denial. And I'm like, "Well, I'm taking cocaine because I'm mentally ill," and that wasn't even the case. Um. I was taking it because addiction is an illness and once it sets off, that's your way. 
and I was just kind of lying to people when I was like, yeah, I've stopped. And I remember getting like, um, it's something called adaction we have, and it's like, um, it's like you get a wee worker and they would phone you and stuff like that, and I'd be sitting on the phone lying, saying, oh yeah, I've stopped. I've, I've, um, I've not had it this week, knowing that I was just going to go and get some. So it was just, it was full of lies and misery. And for the kind of two years that I was in active addiction, it was just so unmanageable. My life just gets so miserable very quickly. Yeah, it's it sucks how quickly drugs can take over your yeah. life and screw it up. Uh-huh. So what were you doing with your life at, you know, you graduated high school, you did whatever you did after that. Actually, the question I should ask is, when did you, did you realize you had a problem? Um, I would say it was 20, um, uh, 2021 it was, um, and it was March, funnily enough. That was when I started using in 2019. Um, March 2021, um, my life came to just... Everything just crumbled. Um, I had to give the house up that I was staying in. I had to go to, I had to go to like a kind of safe house. Um, because I had kind of fucked up with the drugs and um, somebody was after me and I had to kind of hide away from them, and I had to pick kind of where I was moving next so that it was away from all that. And I was like, right, I need to get myself away from all this. And somebody in my family was any that point, um, and he just, I remember him saying to me like I'd never ever think that you'd you'd ever take drugs, and I was like I wouldn't really thought it of myself either, because um, I wasn't anti drink, I wasn't I wasn't any of it, so I never really thought I'd ever take drugs and like it or um, anything like that. But I just kind of came me a crumble and. I kind of moved away for a while, um, moved near a lovely wee beach. Um, and I started kind of, I started going to like AA meetings and I started kind of learning about the illness of addiction, but it still wasn't properly clicking. And I had a few, I've had a few relapses, um, but I've nearly obviously like next month is like my full year where I've not relapsed at all. Um, and I, I was then introduced to CA because I wasn't really getting... A was amazing, and don't get me wrong, I'll still do the meetings and stuff, but um, when I went to CA, um, it was a lot better because a lot of the people that I was around in CA, they had been around drugs as well. Um, and it was just learning about the addiction, the illness, what I was suffering from, why I was doing it. Um, just kind of everything started clicking and making a lot of sense. When you relapsed, what led you to that? What what were the reasons for it, you think? I wasn't going to meetings. Well, I was going to meetings, but then I would stop. And then I would start thinking, maybe I'm not an addict. Because um, I don't think I could fully accept that I was an addict at that point. Um, so I just kept going back and I was surrounding myself with the wrong people again. And I just wasn't doing the things I should have been doing. Um, so I just kept slipping back into that. So you were influenced a lot by the people you were hanging out with. Yeah. Who are the Who are the type of people that influenced you? See, the person that kind of influenced the drugs on 
kind of introduced me to drugs. Um, the they showed themselves as really respectable, like a really respectable um, person who was really popular and had had a lovely car and um, he appeared himself to have lots of money, even though he was coming to me for tech bills and stuff. Um, but I think they were just an addict themselves and they didn't know how to stop either. And because I was trying to get myself sorted and stuff I don't know if they didn't like that and just wanted me to go back in with them um, and obviously I did want a different lifestyle I didn't I didn't want to take drugs anymore I didn't I just didn't want that life what led to you not wanting that life you think what what was like your breaking point it was just the calm downs just the the no money the just not doing anything with my life, sitting about taking drugs, and it just it gets to a point where you're just like you just look at the drugs and you're like I don't even want to take that because through a certain point in my addiction, I just got to a point where I wasn't getting high anymore. I wouldn't get the same highs I first got, and I would realise it, and I would go, "What's the point in buying it?" And it was expensive, so I was kind of like, "What's the point if I'm not even getting high off this?" Um, and I just, I ended up just at a point saying no. Um, and I, I just got into meetings and just got a sponsor and gave my t the 12-step program, just everything that I had left. So what did you do exactly to get sober? Did you go to rehab? Yeah, I didn't. I just um, kind of slept off um, the come down. Um, I just got myself back into a meeting. My local meeting was a Tuesday night. Um, I got myself back into my local meeting and I started going to all different meetings. Um, and I did that for for three or four months of recovery. Um, I got a sponsor, went through the 12 steps. Um, I think it was about four months um, when I met somebody. Um, but I was still doing meetings um, and I still did meetings for a long, long time, and I still do. I don't do as much as I've done, but I still do. Um, sometimes I can slip uh, with my programme and my meetings, but I know how to get myself back in there. So did you like the meetings that you went to? Were they good for you? Yeah. What did you it's like about them? Way... Sorry? No, no, you go. It's just the only way that I knew how to get sober. Um, I didn't know any other way and I had tried before I tried to get off it myself and go to counsellors and that way just didn't work for me and I know meetings don't work for a lot of people um, but I just gave it my all and I still do and here I am nearly a year later. So what are you doing nowadays? How's life treating you nowadays? Um, I'm engaged. I've got my own house, we live together, I've got such a loving family, um, an active addiction, I used to go out with my gran um, quite a lot, I would take her shopping quite a lot, um, and I just wouldn't have money to spend, and it was horrible, and I hated it, and I took my gran out shopping the other day, and I could just buy things that, you know, I can pay for our a, a lunch, I can... I can do all these things. I can be a daughter to my dad. I can, I can be a partner today. I can be a granddaughter, 
Um, I can be someone to people because I'm clean and I'm sober. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing the things that we could become once we stop using yeah. drugs and alcohol and whatever our addiction is. Uh-huh. So let me ask you one last question. Do you yeah. have any advice for people watching and listening? I would just say if you've got a problem, just speak up. Um, Google CA, Google AA, and just get to a local meeting. Just sit and just listen. Um, because even when I was coming about, I didn't get clean and sober. Like for a long, long, I was, I would get three and four months relapse. So even if you keep doing that, just keep sticking at it. Um, and just give this twelve-step program your all, and you won't fail at all. That's great advice. I really appreciate that. Thank you. So, did you have anything else you want to add in? Um, I lost someone quite close to me actually, um, in the family, to alcoholism, and she was quite young at the time. Um, how old? She was twenty-one at the time. Um, wow, so young. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think without. I mean, I'm not saying her death led to me getting sober, but I think I don't take her death for granted anymore because I don't want her death to be for nothing. And for my, for me, I don't want it to mean nothing. Um, so obviously I do my, my meetings and stuff and I just try and stay as sober. I just try and stay sober every day um, just with her, just in her memory as well. Um, yeah, that's it. So, how did you? Uh, how do you feel? Did you enjoy doing the podcast? Yeah, I thought it was a really amazing opportunity to be able to do it. Yeah, you got to tell your story. Hopefully, it helps somebody. It's a, it's a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. So, do me a favor and sit tight. I'm going to do our little uh -huh. sales pitch now. For everybody watching and listening, if you like what you saw and heard, go below and give us a like. Also, subscribe to see when we upload new videos. You can check us out on all social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, TikTok, Instagram. You name it, we're on it. Also, check out our website, which is www.addicts-anonymous.com. There you'll find plenty of free resources as well as free literature. That's all we have for today. Again, I really hope you enjoyed it. And until next time.